Well, a couple of important points about the day. As we mentioned, we are celebrating a number of confirmations this morning. And so this is a big moment. It's an important moment. And as such, we, uh, we chose to dress for the occasion. Um, these white robes, these are called albs, and they're a symbol to us of our baptism, a symbol of, of new creation. But not just that, they're also a symbol of what we know as the heavenly garments. So we see throughout the scriptures this testimony that in heaven at that last day that we come clothed in white. So this is a uniform that you guys will get someday. And ladies, I know what you're wondering. Yes, it has pockets. These are the important questions. These stoles, we're familiar with these stoles, but we don't say enough about them. These, these are simply a symbol of Christ's authority over his church. And as clergy, we wear this garb, as Gordon Lathrop says, we wear it as, as broken symbols. We are people who we represent something before the community of faith, and we also represent the community of faith before God. And we try to do this faithfully as best as we can, but at best, we show up before you as, as broken symbols. But this is part of, of liturgical worship, right? This is a way of engaging our, our senses, the sights, the smells, the things that we're engaging in the moment. And it lends itself, gives us to the worship that we are engaged in. So that's why today you see a little, little extra pomp and circumstance. So congratulations to those of you who uh, are here and being, being confirmed. Uh, don't be fooled by the robe. This isn't intended to be like a commencement speech to you all today. We have some other business that we do need to, to take care of. One of those things being that today is also Christ the King Sunday. It's one of the reasons why we're celebrating these confirmations today is because of what today represents. Today is the, the final Sunday in the church's calendar. So next Sunday is the beginning of Advent. It's the beginning of a whole new year for us as Christians. It's a season of anticipation, a season of hope. And so the church's calendar, it culminates in this day, in this space that we know as Christ the King Sunday, we emphasize God's rule and reign over all creation. That's what we're doing today. There was a pretty popular TV show a number of years ago. It was written by this guy, George Martin. Um, some of you might know what show I'm talking about. Raise your hands if you're familiar. Sinners. Every, every one of you. Every single one of you. The, the show is Game of Thrones, if you're, if you're not too versed in George Martin. But there was, <laughs> yeah, I saw this hand. <laughs> a great story, right? And part of what makes it such a great story, I saw this interview with George Martin, and they said, you know, so much of the story is, is pretty slow. You're dealing with these intimate details of characters and these potential rulers and all these different kingdoms. But we don't see a lot of the battles. We don't see a lot of these moments of people rising to their rule and reign. 
And so what is that? What, what is that mechanism? What's the thing that you're trying to accomplish? And his response was basically, we know all these people could be rulers, but what I'm interested in finding out is will they be good rulers? So much of the reason why the story unfolds the way that it does, the reason it takes as long as it does, why it's as slow moving as it is, isn't for the sake of just dragging out a series. It's asking the question, would these be good rulers? So that by the time we get to the big, exciting, dramatic battle scene, we have a sense in ourselves of will these people be good kings? Today, on Christ the King Sunday, the question that I kept coming back to over the last, I can't even say the last week, I found out I was preaching like 12 hours ago. <laughs> the question that's been burning in my mind is what kind of king? We're celebrating Christ as king today, Christ ruling and reigning over all things, over all creation. And at least part of the question for us should be, what kind of king do we hope for? What kind of king do we trust Jesus is as he rules and as he reigns? And what an odd text to have to engage that question. The story of Jesus being crucified. Jesus being crucified between two thieves. Another text for us today comes out of Colossians chapter 1. It says, you will have in you the strength based on his own glorious power, never to give in, but to bear anything joyfully, thanking the Father who has made it possible for you to join the saints and with them to inherit the light. Because that is what he has done. He has taken us out of the power of darkness and created a place for us in the kingdom of the Son that he loves. And in him we gain our freedom, the forgiveness of our sins. Paul goes on, he is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of all creation. For in him were created all things in heaven and on earth, everything visible and everything invisible, thrones, dominations, sovereignties, powers, all things were created through him and for him. Before anything was created, he existed and he holds all things together in unity. He holds all things together in unity. Now the church is his body. He is its head and he is the beginning. He was first to be born from the dead so that he should be first in every way because God wanted all perfection to be found in him and all things to be reconciled through him and for him. Everything in heaven and everything on earth when he made peace by his death on the cross. Alistair Beggs was a, he is a Scottish theologian preacher 
And he's reflecting on this text of Jesus there between two thieves and this invitation that he gives to the one that today you will be with me in paradise. And he says, think about that. Think about this man who's hanging on a tree, rightfully condemned to die, he says in his own words, and then in the next moment arriving in heaven. And he says, and he gets there, and the angel at the gate is looking at him and says, how did you get here? And he says, I don't know. He says, well, what do you, what do you mean you don't know how you, how you got here? He says, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. He says, well, let, let me go get my, my, my supervisor, my supervisor angel. And he gets the supervisor angel. He comes, okay, let me ask you a couple of questions. Are you clear on the doctrine of justification by faith? He says, I've never heard of it. He says, well, let's just cut right to the chase. Have you heard about the doctrine of Scripture? He goes, I don't know what Scripture is. He goes, well, how then do you find yourself here? And he says, imagine everyone's shock when he looks at them and says, the man on the middle cross said I could come. The man on the middle cross said I could come. This is what Paul means when he says that in him all things are held together in unity. That Christ is there hanging in the middle. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the image of the invisible God, and he's there hanging. We see him hanging, but he's not really hanging. He is there holding all things together. That is the Christ who is king, who rules and reigns over all creation into the cosmos. In him, all things hold together. And when we think about the gospel, when we think about what it is that we've done, why it is that we can be considered part of the worshiping community, part of the faithful, why you can be confirmed in the church. It's not because of anything that you've done. You've put a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy into getting to where you are today, into coming to this moment. But it's not really because of anything that you've done. It's because Christ has invited you. Christ is the one hanging in the middle saying, today you can come with me. But that invitation always leads us in some way to death. It always leads to a dying. This is why in baptism, we are the ones who join in Christ's death and then his resurrection. So that by the time we get to the end of our lives, whatever that looks like, we don't have anything to be afraid of. There is nothing to fear because we've already done the dying that matters. You're here today not because of anything you've done. You are responding to an invitation to join Christ and his body and the work that God is doing in the world. We've got a lot of work to do, so I'm just going to be done. Willie James Jennings says this, we have joined Christ's body. 
He has not signed onto our body politic. Through faith, we enter Jesus Christ's expansive reign that is beyond our full comprehension and control. He fills all in all. Jesus reaches out in gracious love to the entire cosmos, and our only response is to follow him where he takes his body. What's he saying? We are not in control. When we are baptized, it's not because Jesus is affirming all of our beliefs about baptism. We are joining Christ's life, death, burial, and resurrection. You all are being confirmed today, not because you have all of the right ideas about faith, but because this is where Christ is leading his body, and you are the body of Christ. We're only here. Our life is only possible because Jesus is all in all, because in him, all things are held together in unity. And you, confirmands, are here today because the man on the middle cross gave you an invitation to join him. And our only response is to follow him where he takes his body. And Jesus is always leading us back to those who feel condemned, who feel lost and hopeless and misunderstood, the damned, those who have made a mess of their lives. And he leads us there with him to extend an invitation. Today, you can come with me to my kingdom. Amen.